All right, let's take our Bibles and turn to Luke chapter number 24. Luke chapter number 24. And once you find your place, we'll begin reading in verse number 13. Luke chapter 24 and verse number 13. The Bible says, And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. And their eyes were holden that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was of a prophet mighty indeed and word before God and all the people. And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been, had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And besides all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it, even so as the women had said, but him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and brake and gave to them. And their eyes were open, and they knew him. And he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our hearts burn within us while he taught with us by the way, and while he opened to us the Scriptures? And they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered together and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and hath appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way and how he was known of them in breaking bread. Our Father, Lord, as we come to you once again in Jesus' name, we ask now that you would bless the message. May the will of God be done. Lord, we pray that you would get glory and honor. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. I want to preach a few moments tonight on this subject. On just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. That's what's happening in our passage here that we have read. We know that uh, the disciples of the Emmaus Road were walking along with the Lord Jesus Christ, unknown to them as to who He was. But just a little talk with Jesus makes everything right in their life. As we think about that this, this evening, as we look at this text, we know that Luke records in this chapter four post-resurrection appearances of Jesus Christ. And amongst those four appearances... 
this being one of them. And as Jesus comes, he finds the disciples sad. And their sadness is quickly turned to gladness just by the conversation, just by walking and talking uh, with the Lord Jesus Christ here. And so we see in this text that these disciples are sad in verse number 17 as Jesus mentions that. They're slow of heart in verse number 25. And then finally in verse number 31, they're surprised as Jesus reveals himself and then vanishes out of their sight. So Jesus knows how to take the road of sadness and turn it into a road of gladness. And can I tell you, that's what the resurrection does for all of us, especially in these times. It takes times of sadness, but when we look at uh, look at it through the lens of the resurrection, we know that God is in complete control. It takes our sadness and turns it into gladness. Just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. I want you to notice in verse number 13, down to verse number 16, I want you to see the reunion with Jesus here. Notice these cities. The Bible talks about uh, these villages or these towns here. These cities, as behold, two of them went that same day to a village village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs. Now, Emmaus was northern of Jerusalem, about six and a half to seven miles. And, and so they, we see the city here. We notice the couple in verse number 14. The Bible says, and they talked together all of these things uh, which had happened. Now, the Bible says in verse number 18 that one of them, whose name was Cleopas, uh, we notice uh, with the name of one of them, so we know who that individual is. And then I think in, Ma- in Luke chapter number 19 and verse number 25, the Bible says, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. And so uh, I think that the feast has ended. Uh, if you put this with, with the scriptures, we see that the feast has ended, and it's likely that, that Cleopas and his wife were uh, returned to their home there uh, in Emmaus and they're walking along. So we see the cities, we see the couple here. Uh, We also notice the communication in verse number 15 that it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned. So they're trying to figure everything out. They're trying to put Calvary uh, together and and all the things that have taken place at the cross and and the death of Jesus Christ. A lot of questions, uh, a lot of things that they don't understand as to what is taking place. and, And so they're They're communing. They're talking about these things amongst uh, themselves here. So we notice the communication. And then we notice the Christ in verse number 15, that Jesus himself drew near. Well, I'm thankful for that. I'm glad that Jesus uh, uh, was willing to draw near them in an hour of uncertainty, in an hour when they did not know what was taking place. And thank God, I'm glad He's always near to, to those that believe and those that trust in Him. Even when we don't realize He's there, Christ is there. They did not know that Jesus was with them. They didn't know that they were in His presence, but yet Jesus was watching them. And Jesus, uh, He took the initiative to come to where they was. And I want to stop and say, Christ not only took the initiative in our salvation, but He takes the initiative to communicate with us, to to walk with us, to talk with us. And so we see the reunion with Jesus here. Notice the concealment in verse number 16. The Bible says, But their eyes were holding that they should not know Him. Just because we can't see Him, 
And just because we don't always uh, know where He is and what He's doing, it doesn't mean that He's not there. Sometimes the presence of God is very revealed in our life. And then sometimes the presence of God is concealed, but nevertheless, He's always there. Remember, the Bible says, as the promise has been given to us, that I will not leave thee nor forsake thee. What a promise that is. Jesus did not forsake His disciples then, and He won't forsake His disciples now. He will be there with us. And so uh, Christ has concealed His identity. And why would, why would Jesus do that? Why would Jesus not just reveal Himself to them when there's, so much, uh, when there's so much perplexity in their life? I want to tell you why. It would have overwhelmed them at this point. And so Jesus uh, has a, a purpose in mind, and we'll see that here in just a few moments as to why, that He concealed uh, His identity as He is walking with them. But the important thing is not that they know that He's there. The important thing is that He is there. You know, sometimes in our life we don't always see God. We don't always feel His presence. We don't always, uh, we don't always, uh, but we're not always able to look out and say, "Well, I know that 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 I can see Him working in my life." But yet we know He's there. It's not so much important that we know He's there as it is that He is there. He knows what's going on. He sees the big picture. And so Christ conceals His identity here in this. We see this reunion as Christ is walking with Theon, the reunion with Jesus. But what about the request from Jesus? Look at verse 17. And He said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? Now, you know, just because uh, Christ asked them this question, it didn't mean that He didn't know the answer. But He is wanting to do something very important in their life. He does not want to overwhelm them with His presence. But Christ here, He noted their conversation. He took note of what they were talking about. Then uh, He not only took note of their conversation, their communication, but He also took note of their countenance. He noted the fact that they were sad. Well, that's, that's something to, when you think about the request of Jesus. He took time to ask a question for the sake of just simply... Uh, letting them know that He was interested in what they were interested in and also to let them know that uh, He took note of their countenance. You know, He saw the condition of their heart. He knew they were sad. I want to tell you, God understands our emotions. He understands uh, uh, our perplexity. He's interested in the things that we're interested in. I think about uh, where the songwriter says, if it matters to you, then it matters to the Master. And certainly that is true. What matters to us matters matters to Him. And Jesus draws near here and He has this request. And I'm thankful that we serve a God who listens to our words and He looks to our faces. He, he notices our countenance and, and He was just as concerned about, the, about their well-being and He's also concerned about our well-being as well today. And so uh, we see here the request from Jesus. We see the reunion with Jesus. But then we see the reply to Jesus. Notice in verse number 8, team down to verse number 24. One of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto them, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? They replied with disturbance. They said in verse 19, And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. Uh, listen, the reply to Jesus was that they were disturbed by the 
the fact that he did not, did not know what they were talking about. They said to him in verse uh, number 18, Art thou only a stranger in Jer- Jerusalem and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? They could not believe that Jesus did not know what they were talking about. And so Jesus is, is doing all of this for, for one purpose. You say, preacher, what is that purpose? Jesus had to open their hearts in order that He could open their uh, open the Scriptures to them and eventually open their eyes. This was a process. Jesus is, is working very carefully with them. He could have just revealed Himself, but rather than do that, they knew the condition of their heart. They were sad. So He wanted to open their hearts, uh, get them to talk about uh, their sadness, talk about what they were going through, so that He could, do, could help them. He could open the Scriptures to them, as we'll see that in a few moments. And then later, He would open in their eyes. And when I think about that, our Savior works so uh, personal in all of our lives. He's, he, he's, he's concerned with, the, with the, the, the things that's happening in our life. He's concerned with what's going on in our heart, what's going on in our mind. And He allows us to, to open and communicate what's on the inside. And then He takes us to the Word of God that eventually He might open our eyes. And so that's what Christ is doing here. And we see the request and we see the reply. They replied with disturbance. They they replied with defeat. Notice what they said in verse number 20 and verse number 21. And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. Notice this, but we trusted. That's a past tense. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And besides all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Do you hear the defeat in their voice? Jesus gets them to open up. They reveal uh, their defeat as they said, but we trusted in Him. We thought surely that He was the one that would redeem Israel and said this is the third day uh, since all these things have taken place. Utter defeat. You can hear it in their voice. You know, sometimes that's how it is. We get defeated and God will allow us to to reach that point where we'll just come to Him and we'll open up and say, God, I'm defeated. I'm discouraged. I, I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand why these things are happening. Jesus is pulling all of this out of this conversation. He uh, Listen, He gets them to reveal their disturbance, their defeat, and then He gets them to reveal their discouragement in verse number 22 down to verse number 24. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished when, uh, when, uh, which, er, which were early at the sepulcher. And when they found not His body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels which said that He was alive. And certain of them which were uh, with us went to the sepulcher and found it even as so, uh, as the women had said but him they saw not. We see here not only the defeat, but the discouragement. They give the report of these women as they come back and they tell that they have, they have seen the empty tomb, but they said, we have been there, but we, we have not seen him. Oh, you can, see the, you can see the discouragement. You can hear the discouragement in their voice. Jesus is pulling all of this out. You know, a good conversation sometimes reveals a lot, doesn't it? When you sit down and you talk with someone and you reveal your heart, you just, you just kind of expose yourself. You just open up what's on the inside and, and, and you get everything out. And that's what Jesus is doing here. Uh, listen, the reply, He brings them to the point that He wants them to open up and, and bring everything out. Bring all the defeat out. Bring all the discouragement out. Let's just get it all out there. Why? So that He might be able to help them. I think that's uh, sometimes one of the reasons why people struggle so much. They, they go to church and, 
and they never will come clean with God. They'll never just really lay all everything out that's on the inside. But listen, they are at a point of despair. And Jesus, in this conversation that looks so bad, is eventually going to get right. Just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. When you and I pour our heart out to Him, when we lay out our burdens, when we when we bring all the defeat and the discouragement, all the ugly things on the that's on the inside, when we put them before our Lord, then... He can help us. So we see here the request from Jesus. We see the reply to Jesus. But I want you to notice here the rebuke by Jesus. Look at verse number 25. The Bible says, Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe, all that the prophets have spoken, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Notice here uh, the the defeat that is... Notice here uh, the rebuke by Jesus as He rebukes them. The Bible says, And beginning at Moses and, and, and all the prophets, He expounded unto them in all the Scriptures the things concerning Himself. You see what Jesus does here in this text? is that uh, he speaks to them and he reveals their spirituality. He said in verse number 25, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Jesus uses that word fool and that word fool is remembered or is rendered uh, wanting in thought. In other words, it means that they were lacking understanding, that they uh, were lacking consideration. They were wanting in those, their thought process. Jesus said, oh, he said, uh, he, said, fool, he said, oh, fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Uh, Jesus rebukes them. You know, sometimes God will, will have to rebuke us to bring us back into our place. And Jesus is, is shocking them. He's got them to expose their feelings. He's got them to the place where they have just laid out their burden, their discouragement, their defeat. And now He's going to open the Scriptures to them. They have opened their heart. Now Jesus is going to open the Scriptures. He does this by revealing their spirituality. He reveals the Savior to them. In verse 26, Ought not Christ to have suffered these things? and to enter into His glory. Jesus reveals their spirituality, but now He reveals the Savior. He brings them to Jesus. He brings them to Himself. Boy, I'm thankful that's what the Bible does. The Bible, listen, will get us to the place where we'll be honest about ourselves. Then it reveals our our level of spirituality. It shows us who we are, but it points us to Christ every time. And Jesus is revealing Himself. He's bringing them to Himself. And then He reveals the Scriptures. He, He begins at Moses and all the prophets and expounds unto them all the Scriptures, the things concerning Himself. Jesus takes them to the Word of God. And I want to stop and say, I'm glad the Bible is the answer for all of life's problems. I'm glad the Bible is the answer for all of life's questions. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where we're at or what we're facing. I'm glad, thank God, that we can put our faith and our trust in the Word of God and the Scriptures. We can believe the Bible. And I'm glad the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to dividing a sun of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow and as a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of our heart. That's what Jesus is doing. He's taking the Bible and he is, uh, he is discerning the thoughts and the intents of their heart. But in the midst of that, He's giving them the comfort, the consolation and the assurance they need by taking them uh, back to Himself. Christ is the answer. Amen. As He spoke of the things concerning Himself. Jesus Christ is the answer for all discouragement and defeat. And listen, Just a little talk with Jesus, it'll make everything right in our life. And we see here that 
uh, he, the, the rebuke by Jesus, the reply to Jesus. But I want you to notice here uh, the recognition of Jesus. Look at verse number 28. And they drew nigh unto the village, whether they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. Notice verse number 29. They constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in uh, to tarry with them. Now Jesus is, is, has come to the place where that, that he, is, he is wanting them to recognize who He is. You know, Christ works so patiently with, with us, just as He did with them. He, op- he gets them to open their heart. He gets, then He begins to open the Scriptures, but now He wants to open their eyes. Boy, I'm thankful. There's been a lot of times I've went to church, and God said, if you'll just open your heart, then the Bible will be open and God will open our eyes and He'll show us the things that we need to see. Just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. And so He opens uh, their, their... He's beginning to open their eyes. I want you to notice the meal in verse number 30. And it came to pass as He said it, meet with them. He took bread and blessed it and break and gave to them. Jesus here is having a meal. There was something about how Christ broke this bread that was what opened their eyes. There was something about this meal that got their, uh, their attention and we'll see that here in just a moment. We see the meal in verse number 30. We see here the miracle in verse number 31. And their eyes were open and they knew Him and He vanished out of their sight. Now isn't that amazing when Jesus uh, breaks the bread and blesses it and begins to give it to them, their eyes are open immediately. What a miracle. He vanishes out of their sight. He reveals Himself. I'm going to tell you, if you'll have a talk with Jesus, He will reveal Himself. If you'll open your heart, and if you'll open the Scriptures, and if you'll let God open your eyes, you know what He'll do? He'll reveal who He is. He'll help you with your defeat. He'll help you with your discouragement. He'll help you with your despondency. Whatever it is, He'll make it right. Just a conversation. And just this this conversation with them. Notice they were walking with Jesus. They were talking with Jesus. And now they are supping with Jesus and how real that is in our own life if you and I will walk with him daily in his word if we'll talk with him in prayer we can sup with him in communication we can see miracles just as they saw it and he opened their eyes here we see the miracle we see the meditation look at verse number 32 and they said one to another did not our hearts burn within us while we talked while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures Jesus opened their eyes. They begin to think back. They begin to meditate on what? They meditated on Christ and they meditated on the Scriptures. Just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. If you and I will take the time to meditate on the Word of God, if we'll meditate upon Christ, you know what that will do? It will open our eyes. We'll see things in the Word of God. We'll see things through a personal walk with Jesus Christ that we would not see anywhere else. The resurrection reveals this, that they had a personal uh, conversation with Christ and, and it encouraged their heart. It lifted their heart up in a time of discouragement and despondency. And so we see here the the meditation. They're thinking about what they have heard. I think one of the reasons people struggle so much spiritually is they don't think about what they've heard. They don't don't meditate. They They don't listen to the Word of God. You know, a lot of times people come to church and not hear what's being said. 
They'll go home and leave the same way they came. Failure to read the Word of God can cause you and I to, uh, listen, defeat and discouragement. Why? Because we don't have anything good to meditate on. The Bible said in Philippians chapter number 4, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Jesus just simply got them to open their heart and took them to the Word of God, got them to think upon Him, think upon the Bible, and then He opened their eyes. And the Bible said that their heart had burned within them. That conversation that they had with Christ, there was something burning on the inside. He stirred uh, that faith that was within their heart. Boy, I want to say a little talk with Jesus will make it right because it will stir the faith that's on the inside here. And Jesus opens their eyes here. And I notice that the Bible uh, talks about here in verse number 30, verse number 33, I want you to notice here the mission that they set out on. And they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered. The Bible said together and them that were with him saying, The Lord is risen indeed and hath appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way. And notice this, and how he was known of them in breaking of bread. Do you see that in this passage of Scripture, how that, that once that they meditated, their heart burned within them, once they had this conversation with Jesus and their, their eyes were open, they, they were on a mission to go tell others. And the message of that mission was this, verse number 34, the Lord is risen indeed. They, they were fully convinced that Jesus was alive. Why? Because He revealed Himself to them. Notice in that mission that as they revealed uh, that Jesus was alive, the resurrection of our Lord. Verse 35 says that they told what things were done in the way. Notice this, how He was known of them in breaking of bread. How did they, the breaking of that bread, we see that in verse number, in verse number 31, or verse number 30. It came to pass as He said at meat with them, He took bread and blessed it and break and gave to them. When Jesus gave that bread to them, the Bible said their eyes were open. They themselves, in verse 35, said that they were known, that He was known to them by the breaking of bread. Could it be that when Jesus broke that bread, and when He passed that bread to them, and they looked at that bread, you know what they saw? They saw the pierced hands. They saw the wounds. And they saw that that's how they knew their eyes were open. They saw the wounds, the hands, the pierced hands of our Savior. And they knew who He was. Their hearts burned with Him. He opened their eyes. Calvary opened their eyes to the resurrection. And can I tell you something? That's so true today. Calvary reveals the resurrection. And the resurrection reveals Calvary. What I mean by that is you can't separate the two. You can't have the one without the other. It took Calvary and it took the resurrection. And it took the resurrection and it took Calvary. And their eyes were open when they saw the the pierced hands of our Savior and then they knew that that's Him. He is alive. He was was crucified at Calvary. He did die. But thank God He's alive. Just a little talk with Jesus made it right. And as we think about this, that same conversation that they had, thank God you and I can have. I'm glad that I can go before God and I can pour my heart out to Him and I can pray uh, to Him tonight. I can pray... Bring my burdens to the Lord. You know what He'll do? Uh, listen, He'll listen. He'll, he'll let me pour out my heart just as He let them. He'll take me back to the Word of God, the Scriptures. He'll open my eyes uh, and He'll show me in the Word of God what's needed to help feed my soul and feed your soul. Just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. I want to encourage you.
Let the resurrection be real to you every day. As we have celebrated Easter throughout this day, and as we think about, uh, we think about the resurrection of our Savior. You know, for a lot of the world, those that that uh, that uh, the Easter is just a it's just a, rit- a ritual. It's just something that they think about one time a year. You know what? Tomorrow, uh, many of them will go to work, and those who are not able to go to work, tomorrow will be Monday to them. Tomorrow will be nothing more than another day. And for them, the resurrection is over with until Easter time next year. Many don't even celebrate because they don't know Him. And those that are not devoted to Him, it'll be forgotten by Monday. But to you, to you and I that, that are saved and love Him and are serving Him, we know that it's just as real on Monday as it is on Sunday. It's just as real on Tuesday. The resurrection is, is something that we think about every day of our life. When we get up in the morning and we open the Word of God and we begin to pray, we know that He's alive because He speaks to us. He opens our eyes. I thank God for morning devotions. I thank God for that personal time of prayer when you can come before His presence and, and you can have fellowship with Him and, and communion. And can I tell you, time and time again, there's been many times in my life that I don't know what I would have done. And I went to God in prayer, defeat, discouragement. Went to God in perplexity, not knowing the answers. And just a little talk with Jesus made it right. I encourage you tonight, before you go to bed, have a talk with Him. Fellowship with Him. Commune with Him. Have that personal relationship with Him. It's not just good one time a year, but it's good every day of our life. Father, I pray that you'll take the message, speak to hearts. God, I pray that what we would gather from the Word of God tonight is that if we will open our hearts, you will open the Scriptures and will open our eyes. Just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. A personal devotion is so important in our life, especially in these days. Lord, I pray that every member of Bible Baptist Church, Lord, would take their personal walk with God seriously. And Lord, that during these days they would not backslide, they would not grow cold and indifferent, they would not leave their Bible on the shelf. Lord, they would not abandon their prayer closet. But Lord, they would use these days to spend more time in prayer, more time in the Word of God. And that as a church we would come back even stronger as we personally walk with you, walking with Jesus, talking with Jesus. Thank you for the Word of God. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to read it, to have it, to hold it, and to spend time in prayer. Lord, we ask these things in Christ's name we do pray. Amen.